So let's be real. Home is the place where all of the beautiful goodness Christ taught crashes headfirst into the ugly brick wall that is real life. But this is also where it starts to really matter. This is where we equip ourselves and our family with all of the tools, skills, and whatchamacallits vital to succeed in Christ. Join us in our journey to find light, positivity, and specific practical ways to make our homes little outposts of heaven so we can better brighten wherever we end up wandering. Hey, all you wonderful people. This is Andrew Jordan. And And I'm Emily. My beautiful wife. And we are Outpost of Heaven, the podcast. We're super excited to have you here with us for a really special quarantine episode. Yeah, so we have Aubrey Gross in here from the Anya Project. Yeah. Want to say hi, Aubrey? Yes, thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. We're so excited. Yeah, to have we're you. super excited to have you. And because we are social distancing, she is more than six feet away from us. Significantly more than six <laughs> feet away from us. <laughs> Stay away from you guys. Yeah, yeah. across the country. But yeah, so we're super excited to talk with Aubrey today about um, the Anya Project and also about just motherhood emotions in general. Um, when I was first thinking of this, I was thinking like postpartum and that's what I kind of thought when I first heard about the Anya project was like, Oh, postpartum depression. But, um, if you go to her Instagram and you look up the start here video, it's in the highlights. You can watch this really awesome intro video and it talks all about like emotions surrounding perinatal, prenatal, postpartum, and it's not just depression. It's like so many things. So I'm just really excited to talk about it. For sure. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So first, Aubrey, can you tell us a little about yourself? I mean, we've had you on before, and we can link that episode in the show notes too. But can you just give us a brief introduction of you and your family? Totally. Yeah. So I am a mom to three kids. Um, I lost two babies, so I feel like I need to credit that I've been <laughs> pregnant five times, but I've got mm-hmm. three babies and um, I we just live in Southern Utah and we've been married for about eight years. And after I had my first, I this is why kind of the whole Anya project started is I really struggled after having a baby and I didn't re- I didn't realize how how common it happens to moms. Um, and I just felt really alone. And so I created the mama hood, which is how we kind of connected through our, the mama hood podcast. And, um, through that, I've just, it's like a collaborative blog and podcast and Facebook group. You can go and get support, but I was like, there's gotta be more, um, support for these moms who have just had a baby or they're going through all these different mental. I feel like, i just feel like motherhood is a roller coaster of, of maternal mental health, physical health. I mean, your body mm-hmm changing. And so that's kind of what started the Anya project. And like she said, I share my story in, um, you can see it on, on that Instagram where she said, where you go to start here on the highlights or it's on YouTube or my blog everywhere. But, but I just wanted a place for moms to feel safe and to be able to just find that commonality and realize that there's so much help out there that you don't have to go through it alone. And it's, it's so much more than just post the postpartum period. The postpartum period is actually like six years. I don't think people realize this, but it's a lot longer than, yeah, it's a lot longer than not just that six weeks. 
Exactly. Right. Yeah. I feel yeah. like America, like you go to other countries and they're like, here, have your husband off for a year. You take the year off. Like, I just, I feel like we're so rushed to be back to normal or whatever normal is. I'm doing mm-hmm. quotes with my fingers. Cause it's like, it, you're never going to be back to normal after you have right. a baby. You, you just become kind of a new version of yourself. So that's what Anya stands for. It stands for a new you again. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to create a place where people could try to like find that in themselves, whether it's through meditation or every week we have a live with an expert and they come in and speak to everybody and give helpful tips and tools. I just, I've just been a self-taught person where I've, I have kind of fought medication a little bit, um, for a couple of years actually. And so I found all these different ways that naturally would help me in addition to medicine. I ended up obviously taking some that was amazing and I'm a huge advocate for medication and 100% think women should maybe all be on medication because it helps so much. <laughs> but I, I don't think that's the end all. I think I think women think, oh, I need help. My doctor's just going to put me on medicine, which normally they really do. They don't give you a ton of different options. And so with Anya, I wanted to create a place that you get all of this information of different things you can naturally do to help yourself because there are things you can do daily that help your brain, help your mind. If you were to break your leg, you'd go to the doctor. Same with your mind. If your mind is struggling, you need more. You need that help. Right. You need to go into the doctor. You need to start different things. So that's, I mean, that's a little bio of me and kind of jumping yeah, no, that's already, great. but I just, it's just been such a part of my life the past few years in my motherhood. And it's just been an awesome thing to launch because I'm so passionate about it. Mm-hmm. That's super awesome. Um, can you talk a little bit more about what the program is? And like how you can be a part of it. Yeah, totally. So it's basically like a monthly program. It's like a monthly membership. People sign up. Um, you can get a welcome kit when you sign up. So it has an incredible book called Strong as a Mother by Kate Rope that I love. And I swear mm-hmm. by the time. Um, it's actually a book that saved me. I really struggled with um, like suicidal thoughts and just hard, just really, I was just in a really dark place. And this book kind of taught me how, you know, that's not you like having, having depression is something you're dealing with or something you're having to go through. And it's not a definition of you. It's something that you're, you're powering through or you're getting help Mm -hmm. for. It's, it's just something that a lot of us struggle with. And, and then it becomes, we feel like it becomes this identity of ourselves and it's not, it's just something you're going through and it's something chemically is off with your body and that you need help with. So that's what Anya is. It's just basically a monthly membership. Every week we, we have a live with an expert. So we have doctors come in, um, lactation specialists come in, therapists, coaches, all these different people giving different ideas. I feel like, you know, one therapist isn't going to work for everybody. So I bring in a ton of different perspectives, a ton of different ways to help you. Um, and then you can find what clicks and start helping yourself that way. Um, it includes all my meditation. So I do 10 minute guided meditations every day. This is something that has completely, I could save it for another day, but it just has completely saved my anxious mind. I have struggled mm-hmm. with being mm-hmm. really bad after this last baby. And by doing meditations, I have been able to get off my medication and to feel so much better. And so I wanted to create, you know, 10 minute guided meditations for moms who are pregnant or um, postpartum. I think something we need to remember is those pregnant moms, this can happen to you too. It's just as common in pregnant women as it is. In fact, most of my members are pregnant because 
they can feel that sense of anxiousness or depression or anger. There's so many ways that maternal mental health presents itself. And um, we just have to remember it can be at any point. And I think everybody, I mean, if I'm being honest, like I look at the program and I'm like, oh my goodness, like men need this. Teenagers need this. Like <laughs> everybody, yeah. everybody utilize so much of this program. And my main focus is just for the moms though, to, to, you know, make sure that they're taken care of. But I have some women in there who, who, um, maybe they've lost a child, so they don't have living kids right now, but they, they understand that role of parent and they, you know, like different things like yeah. that. Just, yeah. It's so beneficial for, you know, every type of part, motherhood period that you're in. And, yeah, um, we do like weekly had... check-ins, we do events and retreats and uh, different products oh, when you're so fun. products and, I mean, it's just kind of this fun club to be a part of and to kind of yeah. get out of that drowning state of mind and to help you find some more ideas and support and community and kind of just a big group hug is what it is. What it yeah, is. no, I really love that. I'm so glad you created that space in this program for people. I was actually talking to um, a girl um, that's a member of the program, and she said that her favorite thing about it was the sense of community. And that it's like, like a great community help group, but also provides professional help. And she loved the combo. So great job. (laughs) Good job. Yeah. I know Emily was really excited about it when she was talking to me about it a while ago, because this is one of her like soapboxes, like the whole, like, it's not just a postpartum thing. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Because people always just say like postpartum anxiety, postpartum depression, but like, my first trimesters are so filled with like darkness and like unmotivation and I feel lonely and sad and, but like yeah. nobody addresses that. No, no. Right. Crazy. Yeah. 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 So common in pregnancy. And that's what actually I've been blown away by is the people that are in there. They're all, a lot of them are pregnant and I'm like, Oh my goodness. Like this, I never struggled that in my pregnancies. I feel like I'm the opposite. I feel so good when I'm pregnant. And then after I'm just, totally in a hole, but Mm -hmm. it's been interesting because it is so common to feel that during pregnancy. And it's, it's just important to make sure people are aware of that because I think sometimes you're already, your body's changing already. And I think it's good. So good that you're recognizing that in your mind and to know how to help you during, you know, those trimesters too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Um, let's see one second, trying to see which direction to go because, we have a listener question that fits in really well with this. But just go for it. Just hold throw on it in. one second. Just throw it in right now. <laughs> oh, wait. No, let's touch on – let's do this one first. Oh, so uh, I had a question that I asked Emily, and she said, let's not talk about it right now. Let's just talk about it on the podcast. So the uh, – <laughs> so I just want to hear Andrew talk about it because he started talking about it really well, and I was like, okay, wait. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah. So I, co- I have a couple questions, uh, but – We'll start with this one first. Uh, sometimes I hear women talk about pregnancy, and they they kind of treat pregnancy as like a okay. So like this is I'm I'm pregnant right now, but like this is not who I am, uh, mm-hmm. and I know like I'm struggling, but I know this is not me. Like once I have the baby, and like I get past the like the postpartum phase and get past the baby blues or whatever I, I deal with afterwards, then mm-hmm. I can get back to being me. Um, but then I've also heard it a different way where it's um, like 
that you are you always, right? And so like, if you're pregnant, like it's not that it's like a different person and you have to like suspend being you, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, like you are you while you're pregnant, you are you and you're dealing with depression like that, like you are you and you are, you need to be rooted in that situation and try and get to a place where you're happy and whatnot. But like, I don't know. I'm wondering like maybe if it's unhealthy to kind of think like, okay, like this is not me. Like mm-hmm. what is me is what I was like a year ago. I love this question. And Does that I make sense? Threw, yeah, I love this question. And I love that you threw in the word rooted um, because I think that's something you guys are just really, you just have nailed every time you talk about that word. But I, oh. I think in this situation, when you become a mom, like, so say for instance, we're not talking about the mental aspect. We're talking about the actual physical, you get pregnant, mm-hmm. you a mom, you're mm-hmm. still but you're a new you. And this is why I had Anya stand for a new you again, because Mm -hmm. when you become a mom, it's like a rebirth. Like you're still you, but you're a whole new version of you. And that version of you can be so beautiful. But I think that sometimes when we do get into depression, we think, oh, or even when we're pregnant, you know, like that's a different version of us, or that's when I was pregnant or whatever. I think there's so much beauty in the morphing of all of this. Even if it has those hard, dark parts of it, it becomes beautiful as the journey continues and you become a better version of yourself. You become a new version of yourself. Your body feels different after you have a baby. You're more saggy. You have stretch marks. You have so many different things about you. But those sacrifices are what make you, you. And I don't think there's anything wrong with absorbing that new version of yourself and even taking in the mental aspect of that too, knowing that, you know, you might feel broken during those months or during however long it takes that you've been going through this, but you don't have to feel ashamed and you don't have to mourn the girl you once were before you had a baby, even Mm -hmm. though it's okay to do that. I think every, every new mom needs to kind of allow themselves to grieve that because that's hard. That's a hard thing to look down in the shower after having a baby and being like, wow, I feel torn to pieces. Yeah. It's also the most beautiful thing you could possibly change into. And I get teary eyed talking about this because you have just done the biggest sacrifice. You have given your life for a new life. And because you've done that, you have become a new version of you. You're still the same you, but you're a new version of you again. And there's nothing more beautiful than that mentally and physically. I just Mm -hmm. think you take that rootedness about you, even though you're morphing and changing, um, it's still you and a new version of you can be beautiful because you're going through the things that you're going through. If that makes sense. Yeah, that totally makes sense. That was like perfectly said. Yeah. And I I really like this idea from like a doctrinal perspective as well, because, um, you know, we believe that women are co-creators with God in creating life. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, like, and they hold a special position in that because they know like, it takes a man and a woman to create a child, but like women occupy a special role um, in that, like the very intimate way that it that Heavenly Father and women have to work together to make these children. Mm-hmm. Um, I think earns women the right to be called co-creators uh, with God when men aren't called co-creators. Mm. Um, and just this idea of working with God to create this new life. 
and having it like permanently change you. And so you can never go back to who you were before mm-hmm. uh, you, you know, in, embarked on this adventure with God. Um, and I think in, a, in some ways we might look at it. I know from experience with Emily, she looks at it and she might you know lament the, the loss of who she was a little bit before. <laughs> um, but in another way, like, like you were saying, Aubrey, it's kind of a cool, cool thing that there is a permanent change in who you are from before to after. Because yeah. you have done something that has brings about a permanent change in the universe, like you've brought another life yeah, into cool. the into existence. Totally, and I love that you said that because I think you really do. When you deliver a baby, like my mom always will give me a hug before I head to the hospital, and and she will tell me how God walks with you when you deliver babies. And I totally agree with that. I think it's a partnership. I think we have. Um, not, I don't want to say the word greater because I think men have a crucial, crucial role in everything that they do too. But there's just such a connection we can have with God because we are women and because we are moms, we are taking care of his children and we are bringing them into the world. I just, there's a a really strong connection that, that God wants to be the front row seat too. And he'll be, he'll be with you every step of the way if you allow him to. And I just, I'm so grateful for that connection and that power that we, we have in, in connection to God, because there's, man, I wouldn't survive motherhood without that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah, I would agree. It's not greater. I would say it's a more intimate relationship with God in this aspect, in this part of God's planning and God's Mm -hmm. work. Yeah. That's a good word. That's a good word. It's just a different connection. Like it's just a different, a different aspect of of a communication with God. I don't know. I don't know the right word, but, but it, yeah. there is something about it. So talking about like the husband's role, th- this is another question that I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my, my philosophy has been up to this point and we've had, this is our fifth pregnancy. This is our, we've had two miscarriages. So this is hopefully the third one that will go for full term. Um, but uh, my philosophy or the, the way I've looked at um, approaching pregnancy was okay. I know that Emily is going to get pregnant and I'm pretty much it's, she's pretty much not going to be her quote unquote, like normal self, like hormonally, Mentally, hormonally <laughs> normal self for like a year at least. So I plan on like nine months and then at least three ish months afterwards. And then however long afterwards. Um, and so what I, what has happened because of that is, um, and I've told Emily this, like, I don't (laughs) expect as like that much of her as much as I might usually. So like, I, I, how do I say this? I'm a lot more patient if you're, you kind it. of expect me to be crazy. I kind of do. Honestly, I'm <laughs> like, like I expect you. And like, and it's, it's a way for me to deal with it. So I don't like get disappointed or it's not hard right. for me. It's just like, mm-hmm. she's pregnant. I know this is really hard for her. Like she's going through all these hormonal changes and mm-hmm. it's super difficult. So like, I, I just know, kind of expect be... you, I kind of expect her to have a hard time and to like have crying fits and have <laughs> all the wonderful things that come with it. Uh, but then she said something to me the other day. I was like, or maybe stop and think, is this the right way to do this? Because she said, what did you say? Do you remember exactly? Something like we were just kind of like not connecting all day. And, um, I said something like, I feel like you're expecting me. Like, I don't even remember what I said. It was like, you're expecting me to be crazy, which I knew that already. Like 
in a good way, but like at the time I was taking it as a bad thing. Like you, it's like, you don't trust me to be capable of being happy mm-hmm. because you just think that I'm just going to be crazy all yeah. the time. And so Does it was like, that make sense? it's like my lower expectations were meant to make it easier for her. So she didn't have a hard time, but she said, which usually works, which usually works. <laughs> but then in this moment, uh, my lower expectations were making her feel bad because she said like, she felt like I couldn't trust her and I couldn't have higher expectations. Yeah. I can, so. I, mean, I can see both sides for sure. For sure. But I mean, I will say, I think Shay's the same way. My husband, where he, he knows even, I mean, even if it's that time of the month, like I think men have to get the word that we women are on a roller coaster sometimes. And I think you're in your defense, you're kind of giving her the benefit of the doubt if she's having any mood swings or any, you know, you're giving her that you don't have these high expectations of her to be a certain way because she is creating life right now in her body. Mm-hmm. So I think, I mean, I kind of, I kind of lean towards you because I feel like you're, you're trying to give her that leeway of expectation. Mm-hmm. But I've also been in her brain where it's like, no, I can do this. Like, I'm not going to be any different. I'm going to, you know, handle all of this. And I'm going to <laughs> kind of in this mom mode where right. we, we tend to feel like that. And I think, I think it's awesome that you guys can even just talk your way through it. I think a lot of, it helps a lot of couples to be able to do that because then you can see each other's perspectives and be like, Oh, okay. I felt like I was giving you this space or I felt like, you know, or, or things like that. I think so often, in marriages, we miss the mark. And if we were just to just sit down and connect for 20 minutes a day, whatever it is, that's what me and Shay do is we just have this tea time where we have time, talk and touch for 20 minutes a day. <laughs> kind of gets us back on that same page. So if he's assuming something of me, or if I'm assuming of something of him, or there's this expectation that's not getting met or, you know, figure out how each other feels that love. I think, I mean, to be honest, I feel like you're both right. Like there's, there's no, I don't see it one way or another. I think you're both. You're saying there's no one size fit all. And I have to talk to my (laughs) wife every day about this. (laughs) Right. Right. That's usually how it goes, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I know that, um, just because of things that you shared, um, on social media and through the Anya project, um, that like the extent of your postpartum depression and anxiety, um, can we talk a little bit about your husband's role in that? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. It'd be, yeah, I should go, I should go snag him, but <laughs> you I, won't, you can. <laughs> so he is, he was very, this was like six years ago. So this was before, I feel like mental health is so taboo, right? Mm-hmm. Even now, but even six years ago, it was just like crickets. You didn't hear anything about it. And I just remember thinking he will think I am a complete monster. If I tell him what my thoughts are, what I've been feeling, Like I wanted, I was like you, I wanted to have that like perfect, not perfect, but just this mom mode of, I can do it all. I got this. Like I, you know, I don't need extra space. I don't, you know, like I can handle all this, but, um, I really struggled telling him because I felt like, dude, he, he is going to think I am a nut case. Like he's going to (laughs) go And I was, I honestly was really scared to tell him. And I remember that fear and how sad it was to be in that mental frame of mind, because there's no way he would do that. There's absolutely no way I made up something in my head because that was the furthest thing from the truth. And I know every situation is so different, but I think that, um, for him, 
it's taken him a little bit to learn exactly because he doesn't, he doesn't deal with panic attacks. Like I do. I'm an anxious person born. I was just born in ink with anxiety. You know, I have that. I've always dealt with that or a little bit of seasonal depression. I grew up with that. And so for him, he's never really experienced that throughout his life. And so for me, all these little things that I've already grown up with will just manifest itself greater in pregnancy or in in postpartum depression or whatever it is. So to him, it's just completely foreign. And, um, it's taken him a bit to, to actually grasp and understand because it's not something he's really experienced and it's not something that's visible. You can't say, oh, I have a broken arm. You know what I mean? Like he can't, right. you can't physically see it. And he is very the type that's like, oh, if you're sad, get to work, go serve someone, like be positive, you know? And mm-hmm. as much as I am that way too, and I agree with positive thinking, there's so much more, there's so much more to mental health than just that. Yep. Especially but, once pregnancies thrown into the mix. Exactly. Or like any, yeah, postpartum anything. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's all like hormonally crazy. Yes. I think for him, he's had to learn. And I think for every husband, they kind of have to learn what what helps your wife the most or what makes them tick. Like the other day, I fell apart. My kids are just, I mean, we're in quarantine and I'm just cleaning mess, up mess after mess. I just feel like I live in a sticky tornado half the time. Uh, same. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I just broke down to him and he knew exactly kind of what to do because he's been kind of trained these last six years of what I need. And the best way is to talk about what you need when you're not in the moment of needing it. So I, I've just learned that when I, when I'm not in that vulnerable state, I try to explain to him the best way that I can. Like, um, I'll say, imagine like lately I've been having anxiety at night and so my heart will pound or whatever. And I'll just say, imagine like someone scaring you out of the blue, just like around the corner or something and your heart mm-hmm. beating. And I say, that's my heart beating until I fall asleep. Like I tried to give him visuals or how it feels. Cause he's never truly felt, I mean, he's had different things that have probably caused anxiety or stress, but not to the depths of what I've been in. And so I think trying to explain it as best as I can and having him be open and wanting to learn more about it, or I've sent him like, talks from elder holland um leader of our church i've sent him talks that he's he's totally dived into in those talks with depression and, and showing how real it really is um mm. helped him understand the realness of it too it's just i mean it's just hard it's just something that you can't physically see and so to explain to somebody that you're suffering with something that you can't see is really hard and he's had to learn how to to help me because of our communication yeah so i really like that like from the perspective of a wife, like telling your husband what, like what you're experiencing and like how to address it before it happens. You mean Um, I can't read my mind? I cannot. (laughs) Sometimes I'm pretty good at guessing, but it doesn't always turn out well when I guess. Uh, One more little advice thing um, or tidbit I want to throw out to all, all the women in the out there that are listening to this is uh, if I've talked to other husbands about this, um, and I know that a lot of people, a lot of husbands out there, feel the same way that, as I do. Like when um, their wives get pregnant, husbands often feel like they're one of their main responsibilities is just to be like a steady boat and like just to kind of be like emotionally like in like, the middle, like really steady and solid, so that they can like help their wives as they're mm, going like okay, up and okay. down on the the fun roller coaster that is pregnancy. Uh, mm-hmm. and 
postpartum and all that stuff. And if you're struggling to get pregnant, the emotional roller coaster that happens before you get pregnant. Uh, And so it can be a really long thing, especially if you're pregnant. If you get like, we've been, you know, in the postpartum pregnant or like right before getting pregnant for since our marriage, since we got married. Do you even know me? Yeah. (laughs) For real? (laughs) Um, And one thing that I and other husbands feel is, like we have a responsibility to be like emotionally stable. Um, and so if I ever start to feel any kind of emotion that varies from my like regular stableness, I feel really guilty because I feel like I'm introducing like instability into like this relationship and I'm like burdening. I'm, I'm talking to Emily right mm-hmm. now, but like I'm burdening you mm-hmm. because like, I'm not able to like be that like consistent person, like consistent emotional person that I want okay. to be for you. That I, I was going to deny that and say like, no, that's not right. But that happened yesterday. Yeah. Like <laughs> so I, I feel right. super guilty. when like, <laughs> But don't feel so guilty. It's I know, okay. but that, that's just like a, like it's going to happen. It's like, don't feel like you're a bad mom when your kids are screaming. Okay. Yeah. You're like, right. like logically, you know, it like doesn't mean you're a bad mom. Right. But it's like a, a feeling, a feeling. Yeah. So just be aware that like husbands kind of feel that way sometimes like okay. if they start to feel emo- if they feel like any kind of emotional like they're having a hard day or they're struggling or they're stressed or they're having anxiety mm-hmm. or whatever it is like i feel guilty if i feel any of those things because i feel like i'm it's not my time to have emotion that's not right that's, that's not healthy <laughs> yeah. but i think that's the thing because you you can have your own stuff to go yeah what was that I was just going to say that perspective is so important to throw out there though, because it's so true. I mean, husbands do have, just because you're not physically like having the baby or going, you know, being pregnant or anything, I still feel like, I don't know. I I keep going back to, do you guys watch This Is Us? No, we haven't seen it, but we were just talking about it last night that we should start it. Yeah. You need to go watch it, but there's they just talk about like, even though the husband is not like delivering the actual baby, they still go through the whole process too. And I think us as women and wives, we need to kind of credit our husbands too, because, because Mm -hmm. they have their moments and stuff. And I, I just think maybe it's one of those things that we kind of have to take turns on who's, who's strong. And sometimes you have to just lean on each other. If they're having a hard day, then maybe even though you're, we're pregnant, we be strong. Or if, we're having a hard day. They are the ones to lean on. I don't know, but I loved, I loved that you brought up that perspective. Yeah. Thank you, babe. You're welcome. I, and I really like, thank you for saying that. Cause I think we've, as a, as a society, we overcorrected. We went from a place where like women's experiences were so undervalued and underappreciated for so long that we kind of like, we overcorrected and we focused so much on the women, the woman's experience in pregnancy and in childbirth like and motherhood. The father under the rug. Yeah. And so I, I think, I think we need to like kind of inch back to a, a healthier place where we're acknowledging both partners and in, mm-hmm. in that. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. So we have a few questions from some listeners, if that's okay. Awesome. Yeah. Um, quite a handful. So first of all, um, how are some of the ways we kind of touched on this a little bit, but some of the ways that maternal mental health manifests itself, like we talked about depression, you I think that's mental like health issues. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry. <laughs> um, the main thing that everybody goes to is depression, and anxiety, but, um, mine recently, and I'm like embarrassed to admit this is like mom rage, <laughs> like, <laughs> 
I just like <laughs> blow up or like just lose it. And oh, yeah. I hope I'm not the only one. And I don't want to cry about this because I'm really emotional about it. <laughs> but it's embarrassing. And I just, I know that like, it's not just depression and anxiety, but it's rage, it's loneliness. Are there any other ways that mothers might recognize that they have something mental going on? Yes. This question is so important too, because one in seven women get diagnosed with some form of maternal mental health issue. But honestly, if you were to ask a therapist and how many they see, it's really like one in three. It's just Mm -hmm. the one in seven is actually being diagnosed or that's actually being seen at a doctor's Mm -hmm. office. So like recognize that first and foremost that you don't have to have this huge diagnosis to experience any of this maternal mental health issue. It can right. come in the form of OCD. It can come in the form of rage. It can come in the form of um, there's something called psychosis that's really scary that that is just um, another form of it. It can come in bipolar. It can come in rage. It can come in so many different forms. And the most common one is obviously postpartum depression. That's what you hear the most. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I mean, even in the women in our group, rage is a huge one um that that we're all trying to to deal with and figure out and and work through and it's there's so there's just so many different aspects of it anxiety i mean ocd i mean those are just a couple of them that i've listed but it really does manifest itself in so many different ways and i think the fact that if you have questions about it or if you're feeling a certain way anytime you just feel mentally off that's an issue that you can work through mm-hmm. so I would say, I mean, our minds are incredible. There's so many different aspects of it, but there's, there's obviously, you know, the lesser, there's really extreme, like the psychosis one is where you think scary thoughts and then you actually are physically going to go through with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so my case was I had really suicidal thoughts, but I could get myself out of there for a second, but then my mind would go back to it. So there's for sure a different like range of how bad it can get, mm-hmm. but even if you're at the surface, there's absolutely no reason to suffer mentally. You can get help and you can do things every day to help yourself. And it's, our brains are incredible, are so incredible. It's been awesome being able to study all of this and, and to dive into it deeper, but mm-hmm. don't underestimate any type of feeling. It don't, you know, I don't think you need to question yourself. Is this, you know, a problem? I think if you're feeling like it's a problem or it's bugging you, or even like for you, for instance, if that rage is bothering you and it's something that you're wishing wasn't wouldn't happen all the time like that's that's your first cue of like okay I could totally get help with this or I could do different things you know so don't feel like it's something you need to try and diagnose yourself with I don't I just I feel like so many women suffer with this and they don't need to go to the doctor's office to be diagnosed with it you can be dealing with issues whether it's on one end or the other of extremeness I feel like Mm -hmm. you're at the surface of a, a I don't know maybe you feel anxious at night or whatever there's so many different mm-hmm. forms. I think you have to credit yourself for feeling that, acknowledge that you're feeling mm-hmm. that, and for ways to help. Yeah. Okay. Now, when push comes to shove, it's like if there's anything about the way that you are feeling or acting, or like there's anything about your mental state that you don't like, like you can get you can help, like to, help. Yeah. to work on that. Yeah. Like whether or not you're pregnant, or whether or not you're postpartum, or prepartum, or or all the other partums. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's so true and there's no shame in getting help for that I mean you feel so I mean wouldn't you rather just feel lighter throughout your days wouldn't you rather not have that rage like there's no 
point in suffering with this. This is something everybody can get help with. They don't have to say Anya or run to the doctor. There's so many natural ways to help yourself too. And with Anya. What are are some of those natural ways? We talked about meditation, which I love. Yeah. We just, we actually just did an episode on meditation a couple days ago. Yeah. Oh, you did. I need to go listen. For me, obviously that's a huge one. That's been one that's like, it has been as strong as medication for me, which has Mm -hmm. been so I'm like, what? There's no way. I didn't even know how to meditate like a year ago. You know, like it was something yeah. I had to learn and dive into really deep to to have it be that helpful. But there are so I mean, it's honestly, it's getting the right exercise that you need and getting outside, getting into the sun, drinking lots of water, um, avoiding sugar, avoiding certain foods. There's so many different things you can do. Um, and I think what's cool is that whether it, whether you're feeling anxious, you can do certain things, whether you're feeling rage, you can do certain things. There's so many different things you can do for whichever specific aspect of mental health that you're struggling with. So like with anxiousness, meditation helps, but I don't, and meditation probably would have helped my depression too, but I needed to get outside with my depression, you know? So there's different, different things to help different. Yeah. Of it. Definitely. So our next question uh, is a little more um, not relevant, but it's more like time sensitive, time I guess. Sensitive, I guess. Um, have you seen the coronavirus situation affect m- these motherhood issues in you and maybe in others as well? Yes. I have talked about this before on my stories and everywhere, but I, oh, you guys, I think my biggest worry with this whole virus is not the virus. It's not the economy. We can pick back up with the economy. We can pick back up. We can get the vaccine, you know, in a year and a half, whatever. My biggest concern is the mental health of everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I've even heard like at the ER the other day, my husband works at the hospital, but there are more, there are more people coming in for mental health issues than there are for the actual virus. And to me, that mm-hmm. is terrifying. Wow. I think this virus will cause you know, such a huge domino effect to it because it's, it's a perfect scenario. I mean, think about it. We're right now, all of us are isolated in our homes. Some people are in really cold climates, so they have to stay inside, you know, and I feel like that is kind of like the exact scenario you are when you become a mom, you become isolated, you become just having to having no sleep. Sleep is a huge factor in your mental state, you know? Mm -hmm. So we're diving into these, this exact like perfect storm of isolation that is exactly what motherhood brings sometimes. It's that exact loneliness you feel as a mom. And I feel like, oh my gosh, the whole world is <laughs> going to yeah. be <laughs> Yeah. I think and the New York I, Times did a piece on, on this issue last week. I think they were talking about how the prescriptions for uh, depression and anxiety medications have gone through the roof. Oh, I'm so, not surprised. I'm yeah, not surprised. since, since all this started sad. Like, it's just crazy to me. It's, that's been my biggest worry for sure. And so I think, you know, we've got to get on top of it, whether, I mean, it is medication or a a program like Anya or whatever, whatever help you need. I just, I think, gosh, and I'm a little bit worried about it for sure. Have you listened to our episode that we did with the, the Kinney Kinney's? We had on, we had, it was on depression and anxiety, but we didn't really talk about postpartum that much. We, there was a good a portion little, of it. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. It was about depression and anxiety in general. So mm-hmm. he, it's a husband and wife. He is a 
psychologist and she is a nurse practitioner that works with a psychiatrist. Mm -hmm. Super interesting about this. You might want to reach out to him for, for the Anya project. It might yeah, be interesting. Awesome. yeah, they're really cool. Yeah, it was a really cool couple. Sorry. What, uh, what? <laughs> uh, do you want to go to the next question? Or is there oh, yeah, no, that? there's just one more. And um, let's see. I didn't type it out very well. What role can family members take or what can family members do to help new moms? Yeah, or so not husbands. Not husbands, not people living with you, but like your mother, your mother-in-law, your siblings. I love this question. I think it's something I get asked the most. And I, I get asked, it's funny because I get asked two questions, how to help someone who's had a miscarriage and how to help someone who's suffering with yeah. depression or any, any mental health. And my answer is really the same. And it's a matter of loving them and checking in on them. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously you're loving them by checking in on them, but I just think just check in on them. It doesn't matter if it's a card on their doorstep or a text. It does not matter what kind of check-in you're trying to do or what you can do, or maybe it's not the full dinner, but just check on people. I think we kind of get so busy into our lives that we forget about each other sometimes. I we I don't think my family will mind me sharing this, but I, I lived out of state for a couple of years. And I remember that sense of loneliness because I didn't have family around. Mm-hmm. And I moved home and my whole family was kind of in their hustle and bustle of life. So it wasn't their fault, but I went through a whole different type of loneliness, even being across the street from my family than I was States away because of that exact thing. I think we just, we get so busy in our lives and it's not like it was their fault. They just had their own schedules and I was the one that was off, Mm -hmm. but I think we just get in our, our own lives and we, we get too busy and we forget about the people around us. And I am guilty of that too. And so I think after you, if you have a friend that's had a baby, keep checking up on them even weeks after their baby. And and not only that, but ask the hard questions. Like, don't just say, Hey, is it, if there's anything I can do, but like literally say, are you really doing okay? Like, how are you really doing? Like mm-hmm. even with COVID stuff. Like, how are you surviving? How are you really feeling being, having a brand new baby and the world being in a pandemic? You know, like ask them the hard questions because I think it takes a true friend to do that. And even if it feels uncomfortable or awkward, or if it's face to face and it feels that pause or you don't know how to ask that, or there, you know, but I, there is something so powerful in that and asking the hard questions. So that would be my advice is to check in and ask the hard questions. I love that. That's a good, yeah. Yeah. Super. Well, thank you so much, Aubrey, for coming on our podcast. We're so grateful for what you've started and what you've found a passion in. And I know our listeners are going to love it. So Aubrey, if our, if our people want to uh, follow you and, and kind of learn more about your project, about the Anya project and about who you are, where can they find you? Yeah. So over on Instagram, it's at Anya. So A-N-Y-A dot project. Um, you can also find, I mean, I'm kind of all over the place, but if you want to see more about the pro the actual program itself, you can go to bit.ly slash Anya army. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then if you want to, I've just started a, a, just, I know that there's so many people wanting to help other moms as well. So mm-hmm. I created a place where you can kind of, um, not kind of, but you can go and shop and buy them a welcome kit or buy them a monthly membership. If you know a new mom who needs this, you can gift that to them. And it's just bit.ly slash shop Anya. Um, 
And I just, I mean, I just want all of this to help other people. I just, I see those moms who are suffering and those moms who, who just need that extra confidence, who are struggling, loving themselves or struggling with being a mom and being in the trenches of it all. And my, I just, I have a huge passion for this. I love those moms. My, I pray all the time for them. My heart goes out to them. Um, and this is all for them. I just, I, my blood, sweat, and tears have gone into this program to help them get out of the darkness and to see that light again. I just want them to feel like they can be a new them again and to feel good and happy again. So it's been a journey. So perfect. Well, thank you so much for sharing your light. You're so filled with it and we love talking to you. Yep. It's awesome. Yep. And I I just want to say again, like how, how awesome it is that uh, you're helping people out or helping women out specifically who are struggling because they have made the choice to kind of embark on this journey specifically with God. Um, like they're partners with God in, in creating life. Uh, and it comes sometimes with a heavy toll. Uh, and so I'm just really grateful that there are people like you kind of leading the charge to help, uh, to help those women. Thank you. I hope I can, I hope I can help as many as I can. So I appreciate you and all that you guys are doing too and and bringing that to light too and bringing God into all of these different situations. I think that's a huge part and something to always remember. So thank you. All right. Well, then I think that's going to be it for us. Yeah. So share this episode with some with people if you feel like they, they'd be benefited by it. Emily's making a funny face, so I said something wrong. <laughs> no, you didn't. I just like for a split second forgot we were recording and I was just, like staring <laughs> at you like I was just looking at you. <laughs> So, <laughs> so we we love all of you. Stay happy, stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Get outside a little bit if you can. Yeah, if you can. Really, that sunlight makes a difference. Okay. For me, at least. <laughs> all right, keep the faith. Bye, guys. <laughs>